Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Is another mask mandate inevitable as COVID-19 numbers rise in San Diego County? More on that after the news. Governor Gavin Newsom announced Monday that healthcare workers and state employees will be required to show their vaccination cards to their employers. If they're not vaccinated against COVID-19, they'll have to be tested for the coronavirus regularly to slow its spread in the workforce. 46 candidates are running to replace Governor Gavin Newsom if he's recalled, and among them are four San Diegans. Republicans Kevin Faulkner and John Cox are joined by two Democratic newcomers, attorneys Brandon Ross and Daniel Watts. Ross is a lawyer and medical doctor in East Lake. Watts is a civil attorney from North County. The special election will take place September 14th. Restaurants across San Diego may soon be allowed to make their COVID-19 outdoor dining areas permanent in exchange for paying the city a fee. Some revenue from the fee would be used to upgrade sidewalks and streets, and some of the money would also be used to help boost outdoor dining in low-income areas. Unlike Los Angeles County, San Diego has not reinstated an indoor mask mandate, but quickly rising local case rates are making people wonder whether it's just a matter of time. Jonathan Wozen reports on biotech at the UT. Jonathan, COVID-19 cases in San Diego County are way up. We had a story last week. There were the most cases in a single day uh, you know, that we've seen since February when we were coming off of the holidays. Um, can you just give us a snapshot of what COVID looks like in the county now? Right. So basically, we're at a point which is a little strange. So we're not anywhere near the surges of December, November, early January, but uh, cases are nonetheless going up. So it wasn't too long ago that we were having days where, you know, 50, 70 cases was the norm. Things crept up to 100, crept up to 200. You know, now we're consistently seeing 400, 500 plus case a day. On Friday, San Diego County reported, uh, I think 1,264 uh, roughly new infections. That's the highest level since uh, February 5th. So we're on this trajectory, unfortunately, of what looks to be exponential growth uh, in terms of the number of new cases. And that's starting to lead over to the number of COVID-related hospitalizations too. And, and that's what we expect when there are cases, some of those people will get sick enough to go to the hospital, some of them may get sick enough to go to the ICU and eventually die um, as well. At this point, we're not seeing a real big increase in deaths, but, but we're headed in that direction where mostly, by and large, unvaccinated people who are vulnerable to the virus uh, are getting hit pretty hard right now. And what are we expecting these numbers to do to COVID restrictions? I mean, do you think it's possible we would go back into lockdown? Or is a mask mandate coming up? What are you hearing? Well, I think what we're hearing, and we did a story on this uh, over the weekend, is that a mask mandate is seeming increasingly likely. So we can just look across the state of California. LA has had a mask mandate in place for about a week, week plus now. There are several counties up in the Bay Area that are either requiring masking or just basically begging people to wear masks indoors, regardless of vaccination status. You know, Paul Sisson and I spoke to a bunch of local report, uh, researchers, and, uh, you know, scientists in town, 
uh, seem to think that a mask mandate would help and that we're probably headed in that direction. You know, the way our cases have been increasing really isn't that different from what's going on in Los Angeles, uh, maybe different specific numbers of cases, but the actual rise is basically similar there. And really, you know, the masking issue is difficult because everybody's tired of the pandemic and masks are unpopular. Uh, what I'm hearing from people who model the spread of infectious disease is basically that the main benefit is that you'd be getting unvaccinated people who took off their masks the same time as vaccinated folks did uh, to, to cover up as well. And, and that's really the main benefit. And it's, it's simply, it's pretty hard to actually verify everybody's vaccination status and you know, every single venue all the time. In practice, that means no one's really checking. I think we've all walked in grocery stores and, uh, and experienced that. And what that's probably meant is that we have a lot of unvaccinated folks who aren't wearing masks and at a time when we have this Delta variant of the virus that might be twice as transmissible as the strain that we first saw uh, in China more than a year ago, that, that's a pretty bad you know, combination there. So those are the kinds of things that we're hearing. I'm not, I'm not hearing anything about major lockdowns at this point, but there is a sense that we're probably headed towards a mandate. Sounds like you and Paul asked Wilma Wooten, uh, San Diego County's public health officer, what would trigger changes to our COVID restrictions, you know, here in the county. Sounds like you didn't get a great answer, but what did she say? Yeah, so Paul Paul asked uh, that question and didn't act. I mean, I think the county's position has generally been we will follow whatever the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say and whatever the state's public health department says. Uh, he reached out to the state's public health department and said, well, are you guys going to put the information out? And at least as of last Thursday or Friday, you know, their position was, well, no, we don't plan to put out any new announcements, but the counties can do, uh, they can be stricter than, than what we're suggesting if they like. So basically the county's saying, well, follow the state. The state's saying, we'll defer to the county. It's a little bit of a messy situation in that way. And you know, the politics of it, probably, you know, just to get a little more context, obviously, is that Governor Newsom is facing a recall election, so he's probably not too eager to force Californians or uh, put out a mandate for people to wear masks at a time when a lot of folks are tired of that kind of thing. Uh, having said all that, the state did hold some kind of uh, COVID-19 update earlier this morning, which Paul was tuning into, so there may be some news that comes out of that later in the day. At, at this point, I don't know exactly uh, what that's gonna be and we haven't put up a story about that just yet. You had a story Friday, I believe, about a snow leopard at San Diego Zoo who has caught COVID. This is not the first animal to get COVID there, um, but I also know they, they got vaccines late, late last year, right? Or, or early this year. So I guess, how is that animal doing? And uh, you know, what precautions is the zoo taking to make sure this doesn't happen again? Yeah, good question. Yeah, my, my coverage of COVID and the zoo and safari parks seem to keep intersecting every now and then. <laughs> uh, so we're back in January, some of the safari parks, gorillas, the gorilla troop uh, tested positive for coronavirus. And uh, yeah, what you're talking about and, and the news that broke on Friday was that uh, one of the snow leopards at the San Diego Zoo tested positive for, for COVID as well. A nine-year-old male snow leopard Ramil uh, is, is the leopard's name. Uh, pretty mild symptoms, uh, cough, runny nose, 
but basically zoo staff tested the stool of the animal and feces for the virus and found it, sent samples to a state lab, which did the same test and got the same result. And they have also sent out samples to a US Department of Agriculture, so a, a national lab. We're still waiting on those, but really no expectation that the results would be any different. So uh, mild symptoms, they are basically just monitoring the, the leopard and there are three other leopards, one snow leopard and two other uh, different subspecies of leopard that are kept in that same habitat. So they've sort of quarantined or set, made sure the visitors, uh, guests aren't uh, able to get near that, that habitat. Uh, it's a little unclear exactly how the leopard contracted the virus, or at least that's what the zoo says. And I think, you know, obviously it's most likely that uh, maybe perhaps one of the keepers or one of the animal care staff had the virus with or without symptoms. That's what happened back in January. One of the uh, folks that was working with the gorilla troop had an asymptomatic COVID infection, so didn't feel sick. And apparently they were following pretty strict protocols, but the virus slipped through anyway. And probably not a coincidence that we're talking about the, the level of COVID spread among people right now. And that's coinciding pretty uh, almost exactly with uh, you know, the animals at the Sea Safari Park. So, uh, you know, the, when the virus is spreading everywhere, it can uh, certainly get to other animals. And, and the CDC has documented cases of uh, cats and dogs and, and pets on occasion getting pretty, pretty mild COVID infections. So nothing that's too common or too concerning, but uh, definitely we can expect the very anecdotes like this future too. Yeah, well, what's going on with the COVID-19 vaccines for animals? I know that the zoo was giving them out. Are they effective? Are they being um, expanded at all, maybe to house pets in the, in the near future? What do we know about that? Yeah, so where it's at right now is that the zoo, they basically got some batches, of a little bit of an experimental vaccine from a company called Zoetis, actually spun out of uh, Pfizer several years ago. Pfizer being some of the vaccine companies now. But anyway, yeah, so the zoo was able to get some experimental vaccine uh, doses that can only be used on animals that uh, aren't cleared for use in people. And essentially, it's the, what the vaccine is, is it's a little bit of the spike protein of the coronavirus. So that protein that coats the virus and helps it get into uh, the cells of, of any host. So uh, essentially, they've been administering that vaccine to some of their primates, uh, some of the bonobos, some of the uh, orangutans earlier this year. And I, I know they're in the process of doing that with some of the various you know, cat species as well as um, you know, some of the other primates as well. Uh, so that, that's all in process. This particular snow leopard had not been vaccinated at, at this point. In terms of the actual effectiveness, I, I know that's something they're looking at, but it's, a little tricky because we're not talking about the sort of large studies that you can do where you recruit, you know, 10,000 people or 20, 30,000 people, administer a vaccine, measure immune responses across all those folks. And uh, there's a little less you can do statistically with, with some of these smaller cases, but I, I, I know that they are looking at that, that they were looking at that when they were vaccinating primates early in the year. So I don't know what's coming in terms of vaccine for pets, Probably the bottom line is more often than not, the virus seems to be spreading from owners to pets. So, you know, if you're getting vaccinated, if you're probably doing 
the key thing in terms of protecting yourself, the people around you, and potentially the cat or dog or the animals around. You. So there we go. Uh, final question for you, you know, you report on this beat, you talk to a lot of experts, you're kind of an expert yourself, you know, you have a PhD in immunology. Um, what should we be doing? Like, as we see these case numbers rise, we're told wear masks, don't wear masks. What is the best way to protect ourselves? The best way, frankly, is still to get vaccinated if you haven't already. Now, you know, I, I think we still have a pretty sizable proportion of people who have not been vaccinated in San Diego County. So some of that's eligibility. So people, you know, kids younger than 12 aren't eligible yet. Um, but you know, we have about 3.3 million people in the county. 1.9 million have been fully vaccinated. So that leaves about 1.4, um, some proportion of whom are, I think, 400, 500,000 of those people are already eligible. So yeah, frankly, getting vaccinated is still the key, despite all of these variants, we have yet to see one that really makes the vaccines ineffective. They may make them slightly less effective depending on the vaccine and depending on the variant. Uh, but you know, unless we're interested in seeing some variant five or six months from now that, that really is much more of a problem, then we got to do what we can to limit the spread. And the way to limit the spread is to get vaccinated. So that that message hasn't changed. You know, I think in terms of whether it makes sense to mask indoors, that's something I've you know, personally been doing, even though I am uh, fully vaccinated when I am in public spaces, even though the county hasn't put out that message yet. It, for me, it's a fairly simple, straightforward thing I can do. Uh, masks aren't perfect, but I, I generally don't find myself looking for perfect solutions. I find myself looking for ones that are practical and make sense and have been shown to have some degree of effectiveness. And we can say the same thing about the vaccines too. So I, I would say that what we know about COVID is that it spreads generally indoors in poorly ventilated spaces where people are unmasked and especially where people are unmasked and unvaccinated. So anything you can do to limit your exposure in those places uh, is going to keep you safer in the months to come. You can find more news online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.